Amen. Please be seated. If you have a Bible, you can open to Psalm 133. <clears throat> um, taking a, a kind of a break from our series in Ephesians that we've been going through about the unity that we have in Christ in the church. It's a break from Ephesians. It's not really a break from the theme. Uh, this was actually our Old Testament reading last Sunday, and um, it was going to be the uh, the brief camp out homily reflection meditation so that's that's what it'll be just just here uh for us uh this morning so psalm 133 let me pray and then we'll read the scripture father we love you because you first loved us and you gave your son jesus for us and it's uh, your grace that we rely on your initiating grace in our lives um the grace that transforms us from the inside out to be able to receive your word with gladness, to not be repulsed by who you are and and your vision for this world and your vision for our lives. And so we pray for your grace. We pray for your spirit's work. Uh, We pray in Jesus' name that you would help us this morning. Amen. I'm actually not going to read it all at once. I'm going to break it up as we go. So, verse 1. Behold, how good and sweet it is when brothers dwell together in unity. Inspired, David sings the praises of something too rarely tasted by us. Familial, heavenly communion is elusive, despite our best efforts to capture it. Holiday gatherings are strained. Church meetings are polite, but dry awkward. Even the best friendships seldom know the delighted unity of this psalm. In fact, so little do we know of true unity that we despair of it. It's easier to believe with Sartre that hell is other people, that permanent togetherness is intolerable, that mutual vulnerability is preposterous. We're caught and pulled in different directions. We want unity, but we cannot imagine it, but we must have it. We would wither and die without it. As another singer laments, I can't live with or without you. David did not always taste unity. He sings of it, proclaims its goodness, and he sings for it, yearns for its sweetness. The health and wholeness of true communion characterized his life and relationships too little, but he thanks God for what he has seen, and he sees it as more than the proximity of friends. It is spiritual and divine, the meeting place of God and his people. Verse 2, it is like the good oil on the head, descending on the beard, on the beard of Aaron, descending on the collar of his robes. As the priest, Aaron represented God's people as he went into God's presence. He wore holy garments for glory and for beauty. 
On his skillfully crafted shoulder pieces were two onyx stones set in gold, engraved by a jeweler with the names of the tribes of God's people. Aaron bore their precious names before the Lord, and as he was consecrated for this service, the rich, fragrant, holy anointing oil was poured on his head, and the psalm sees the unity shared by God's people as the purifying grace of God lavished upon us together, descending upon us from the head down. The New Testament knows Jesus Christ to be the great high priest, the head of his body, the church. At his baptism, as he pledged himself to us as our priest, Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit, the very love of God himself. He was anointed on our behalf, and he was anointed in order to anoint us with the same oil of gladness, the same love, the same spirit he received from God his Father. So just as the holy oil, which is a unique blend of liquid myrrh, sweet-smelling cinnamon, aromatic cane, cassia, and olive oil, was not to be poured on the body of any ordinary person, but was reserved for those consecrated to God's service. So the Holy Spirit is not bestowed upon just uh, any person, but upon the saints, the holy ones who serve God in his living temple. And now, because our high priest lived and died and rose again for us, and because he has poured out his Holy Spirit upon the church, we have divine unity as a spiritual reality. We have familial, heavenly communion with the triune God and with each other. It is a free gift of his grace. Verse 3, it is like the dew of Hermon descending on the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord has commanded the blessing, life everlasting. This gifted triune communion is the essence of everlasting life. Jesus prayed to his Father, this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. This gift is found where God has commanded the blessing among his people. The church's unity has descended upon her from heaven, where to love is to live forevermore, because God is the ever-living God, because God is love, and he gives himself to us. Anyone in the church may enjoy spiritual unity by faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ. The dews brought refreshment and life to otherwise arid and barren places so that orchards and gardens grew in the desert. The dews that fell on Hermon, the highest mountain in Israel, also fell on Zion, just a humble hill, but the meeting place of God and his people. In Christ, now we no longer wither and die for lack of unity. We have the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Now we can attest that heaven is other people bound together by divine love, sharing in delighted peace, flourishing in glorious intimacy forever. Because of God's gracious love, we look at one another here and now in the church, and we no longer taste hell but heaven itself. Behold how good and sweet it is when brothers dwell together in unity. Amen. Let's pray. Father, heaven is something that we long for, 
because you are there, immediately known by your people in glorious joy and true intimacy. And we want that joy and intimacy in the knowledge of you. This is eternal life, Jesus said. Union with you and with each other is eternal life. So we pray that you would grant us uh, more than a taste of it in this place. Help us to know it by faith because it is invisible to sight oftentimes. Help us to know the spiritual reality, this familial heavenly communion that we share because of the gospel of Jesus Christ, but help us also to practice it and to live it, to give this world a taste of the unity that is available through faith in the gospel so that the world may know that you have sent Jesus, your son, and you've loved us even as you've loved him. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.